Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Pretty powerful, isn't it? See what God can do with with, uh, people who just say yes. Say yes, and uh, so many have, um, have gone on that journey with us and of course, over the years, um, you know, there were different people that joined us at different times for different seasons, and, and um, you know, they may not still be here today, but everyone contributed to, you know, what, uh, what God is doing, and, um, you know, Highway has flourished because of everyone that's, that's uh, done the journey with us. Um, and I'm sure if you've, you know, if you've joined us recently, it, um, it's good to know our history. It's very important. Uh, if you're going to build with us from this, from this day forward, it's good to know the, the foundation that you've got uh, to build upon. And it's a simple foundation, really. It's, it's just love God and love people. Um, it's that simple. We, we, we're not trying to um, do anything else where... You know, that's, that's, that's our total heart. And, of course, as I said in that video, you know, the first caption sort of that we had was a family church uh, with a mission's heart. And that still remains true until today. Um, so great to have you with us. Welcome to all those online, those people watching from wherever you are. And I, I want to go to the original scripture that God gave us when we planted Highway, and that was Isaiah 54. If you turn with that in your Bibles, Isaiah 54, chapter 2, uh, sorry, 54, verse 2, verse 3, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. You know, this, was, uh, this has just been an anchor for us over all of these years, the Word of God. And, and I want to look at this today, and it, it, it encompasses the very heart of highway of, of who we are. And uh, firstly, you know, it's, it's for the mission. It's for the mission. In verse 2, it, it reads there to, you know, enlarge the place of your tent, to stretch your tent curtains wide, um, and do not hold back, that to stretch it, to enlarge, to increase. It's the very nature, the very heart of God. If you know God, if you have anything to do with the Spirit of God, it's impossible not to increase. It's impossible not to enlarge. It's, it's, it's impossible to, 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 to not have an outward focus. And uh, that's very much been a part of it. And, of course, uh, that always is that focus upon mission. Enlarging your tent, you know, the place of your tent is always about reaching the lost and um, making room for them to come. Because we were all there at one point. Amen? We were all there at that point. And so now it's, it's time to give everyone the opportunity. But, but not only in, in a building sense like this, but enlarging our hearts it's not about the numbers that we get, you know, to, to fill the seats. 
but it's about engaging and embracing people because they're incredibly valuable to God. They're invaluable to our Saviour, to our Lord. They're, they're, they're valuable to us. And so, um, you know, the mission um, is never a department of the church. Mission is a state of readiness in the heart of all those who love God. Listen to it. Mission is always a state of readiness in the heart of those who love the Lord. You see, there's a, there's a, there's a constant in the heart of every believer that beckons each and every person to come and know him. I was reading in uh, John chapter 21 where Jesus had reinstated Peter. And we know Peter had denied him three times and this was the time where Jesus was resurrected and they met up again and um, Jesus asked him this question. He said, Peter, do you love me? And as soon as Peter said yes, Jesus said, feed my lambs. He asked him again, do you love me? And as soon as Peter said yes, he said, feed my sheep. A third time he asked him, do you love me? He said, yes. As soon as he said yes, he said, you know, tend my sheep. So it's a... <coughs> it's a um, it's an obvious progression that for each one of us who believe, who say we love you, Lord, there's an automatic mission that must be our focus. We can't say yes to the Lord and no to mission because they flow together so powerfully. And we're not here to, to build a bless me club. You know, the re this is not a cruise ship. This is a battleship. Amen. You've heard that said? You know, when it, this is not about coming to church and, and this, this is about changing the world. This is about reaching every soul with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Never forget our mission. Oh, this is wonderful. I love this. But this leads to that. Every time. And we say we love the Lord, then, you know, we have to have a heart for mission. Secondly, today, it's for the faith. For the faith. In the end of verse 2, there it says, you know, lengthen, uh, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. In other words, build a strong foundation. I don't know if uh, any of you have ever sort of been camping you know, it's the, the, probably the dread of my life. Um, but, you know, some people like it. I see that in their, you know, confusion. They get, a, <laughs> they get a camper van or they get a, you know, let's go camping. And everyone's like, oh, wow, won't that be great? Till you get there, right? And then there's bugs and ants and, and you know, storms and rain. They tell, tell us all that it's bonding. Families need to do those things to bond. It's a lie. <laughs> you can bond at the Sheridan with a golf course every day of the week. Absolutely. But, you know, if you go camping and you drive those stakes only halfway into the ground, the first storm that comes, they're ripped out. Now, the whole thing comes crashing down. You know, you've got to drive those stakes in. 
um, to hold the whole thing together. And you know, there's absolutes in Scripture that do not change. Are you hearing me, church? Society changes, culture changes, ideologies change, whatever. But there is, there is, you know, um, um, absolutes in Scripture that do not change. You know, Malachi, the Lord says, "I, the Lord, do not change. His principles remain the same." And uh, you know, uh, regardless of of what's happening in our world, regardless of what culture or what, you know, first world um, style there is, his absolutes do not change. I remember in Matthew chapter 21, you know, verse 12, Jesus went to church and, you know, he, he turned over all the tables of the money changers. He walked into his father's house and he saw, wait, what's going on here? You know, they were selling this and selling that. It was just like a marketplace. And he said here in Scripture, in verse 13, he said, my house will be called the house of prayer, but you have making it into a den of robbers. And when we know what we believe, listen to it. When we know what we believe, it gives little opportunity for compromise to get in and to water down what we believe. What we know are the absolutes of Scripture. And the enemy is good at glossing everything up to make it look acceptable. But this doesn't change. This, this doesn't change. The absolutes, it's, it's a stake in the ground. It's, it's an anchor that holds us fast so that the thing doesn't collapse in on itself. Our responsibility is to know the Word. We are to know our Bible, know the Word of God. Not someone's version. You know, not someone else's interpretation. Not some trendy, you know, sort of aspect of what they think the Word says. No, no, know the Word. Know the Word, know the Bible. Get it into your hearts, get it into your minds so that when you say yes to God, it's an automatic no to the world. You want to last for decades as a believer? Know what you're saying yes to. Automatically tells you what you say no to. That's how it works. You know, the, the, the truth is we make those decisions and we're happy about it. Not because we have to, but because we choose to. Because we understand the benefits that go along with that are well worth it. Because this is who I am. I am Christian. I drew a line in the sand. I, I'm, I've stepped over that line. You with me? It's an absolute. There's no turning back. See, a strong church is built upon, you know, strong believers. And this is not the hour to be weak in your faith. Can I encourage you? Be deliberate about your faith. Don't just come to church. Study the Word. You know, come into the atmosphere of faith and praise, and it's wonderful. I love it. But, you know, during the week, get into the Word. Don't listen to every, you know, TED Talk on the planet. Start to get into some, some solid Bible. 
every day. Get that seed, that word into your heart. I tell you what, it'll change you for the better. There's no doubt about that. A strong church is built on strong believers. And uh, this is not the hour to be weak in our faith because, again, today we're building for the generations. Building, you'll hear that a lot in this church because it's incredibly powerful. In verse 3, for you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. In Luke chapter 1, verse 50, it says, His mercies extend to those who fear him from generation to generation. Now that word fear there is better translated, I think. You know, his mercies extend to those who respect or have a reverent, a reverent fear from generation to generation. And I've got to tell you, the generations is what it's all about. The generations is what about we we uh, build together. Whatever we build will be the legacy we leave for the generations. And I've always had a very strong passion in my life personally that what I don't conquer in my life, my kids will have to conquer in their life. And no matter how hard it is, no matter how daunting it is, I will, I will give every effort to conquer that thing in my life so that my kids don't have to. Now, they'll have their own challenges, but it won't be because I was neglecting my duty as a father. We've got to think about the generations, the legacy that will follow. And, and you know, we, we have a responsibility for the lost, Absolutely. We never negate that. But our first church is our family. Our first church is our family. And that's uh, very much a value here at Highway. And uh, we've endeavoured to build an environment where families flourish. It's really important to us. We have, you know, deliberately aimed at middle of the road to reach cradle to the grave. And our services are designed that way. They're designed that way. You know, we keep it middle of the road as best we can so that we can have a, a further reach. We're not a young adults church. You know, we're not a, a youth church. We're, not a, we're a family church. And we encompass the whole family. And we're very deliberate, you know, about that. And, um, you know, as I said in that video, um, I remember the kids in youth you know, who started dating and then got married and, and uh, then had children and then dedicated their children on this platform. And, you know, I look to the day when, you know, I mean, I can see three generations. I'd, I'd like to see four generations. Four generations of our grandchildren's children, you know, being dedicated in this house. You know, I find that an incredible honour. You know, we went to... Uh, Pastor, sorry, Pastor Doctor, Doctor Robert Easton, uh, uh, turned seventy, uh, and we went to his. Uh, where is he, Robert? Here, he's here. There he is. There he is, right in front of me. We went there last night to Robert's birthday and uh, seventy. And I've got to tell you, to look around that room um, and see the impact of generations 
Um, and I said to you, Robert, didn't I? I said, you're a wealthy man. You're a wealthy man. To be able to stand there and look at your, your children, your grandchildren, and know that every one of them knows Jesus. Every one of them has a heart for God. Every one of them is, is you know, going to grow up and have an impact in their world. You know, with the gospel, there's no doubt about that. I look across, I see Ann over here. And Ann, Ann came week after we started or three weeks after we started, Ann came. And, um, you know, she had, you know, three children with her. And goodness me, those kids and their kids flourishing in this house today. You know, we, the, the, the South African girls, it's... Um, Oh, Sharon and, and Felicity and, and um, uh, Caroline. They, these were three South African sisters that came and tore up the place. You know, pretty wild, them South Africans. And, and uh, you know, the generations that flow on from that back in those, those early days where we just had 50 people. But the generations that have flowed from there, I tell you, folks, you've got to plant yourself in church. You've got to be that tree planted by a, a, you know, a stream. You've got to get your roots down deep because your, gener your generations will thank you for it. They will thank you for it. I looked at Robert last night, the patriarch, the patriarch over the generations. And uh, it doesn't get richer than that, folks. And Highway's not a church that you can just attend. It's a church where you belong because we're family here. We don't get everything right. I'm not saying it's a perfect church. There's no perfect family. Amen? Your family's not perfect. Our family's not perfect, but we're family. We're family. And I tell you what, in a world that's so confused and, and torn apart and dysfunctional, family's a good place to be. But you know what? You've got to say, Yes to the journey ahead. And you can have what you want. You've got to build it. You're hearing me? There are no free lunches, folks. You say, yeah, I want that. Okay, you can have it. You've got to build it. Are you prepared to build it? If you're prepared to build it, you can have it. And I tell you, that is just amazing to me and God that He's there with us. So let us pray today, huh? Let us pray today as family. Let us make make sure that the absolutes you know in scripture in our hearts never change they never get watered down they never get compromised but they are the very stake that we drive in the ground and father today as i stand here lord in your presence in in the presence of our family our church family lord i thank you for the privilege and the honor of having this position all of these years. Lord, I thank you that you've never left us. You've, you've always been with us in our highs, in our lows, in our failures, in our successes, Lord. You were always there, always ready for us to stand afresh and, and to go again. And uh, Lord, we thank you for that. We honour you for that. And we thank you for the generations, the legacy Lord, that you have blessed and blessed and blessed. We want that, Lord. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless.